rolling. Frabaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,212, December 19th, 2023. 52 degrees was the high on this day. That was back in 1923, and it was 29 below on this day as recently, recently. as 1983. Hail the flashlight, King. And now, What's that, from 40 the years ago? office above yep. the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, yep. it's Garage Logic yep. with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Here's a guy... <laughs> Hello. Here's a guy who. Uh, the new state flag has been chosen. It has been tinkered with. This topic it seems has been ruined. This topic seems keen in the minds of GLers, not only here, but around the country. So she chose it baseball for me. That's right. The new flag, uh, or the flag, I guess, will be a dark blue field on the left and a pale blue field on the right. And the dark blue field is the letter, is it shaped like a K, which we're supposed to understand uh, mimics the, uh, the map of the state. And on the dark blue field, half of the flag is the star. It's a uh, one, two, four, eight-pointed star. And that's it. It's a dark blue field on the left and a light blue field on the right and a star. What do the eight points on the star represent? Nothing. Nothing. Doesn't represent anything. Right. Or does it mean something? Uh, the eight-point star is not unique to Minnesota and appears in settings across the globe, but the group redesigning the flag hopes it becomes known as the Minnesota star. So I guess the North Star wasn't good enough. We have to have our own star, so it's the Minnesota star. Uh, this is an even worse option than the one we were arguing about yesterday. Well, here's the beauty, uh, Ken, Kenny. Uh, I listened to, to a yesterday's show, Joe, and I, I think I understand where you're coming from. Well, no, here's the beauty, Ken. Okay. It still says He's Minnesota. He's called you four different things in the last 20 <laughs> seconds. Here's the beauty. It still says Minnesota in two ways, in the shape and in the star, said Commission Chair Lewis Fitch, oh. a brand marketer heavily involved in the quest for a new banner to represent Minnesota. Minnesota is water. Minnesota is rivers. Minnesota is this star. Here's the shape of Minnesota. We don't have to write Minnesota anymore. This is Minnesota. Well, you probably don't have to write Minnesota anymore because there's not a public school kid in this state who could spell it. The legislator set up the panel and tasked it with selecting a new state flag and seal before the year. See, the DFL was worried that the old flag was too cluttered and insensitive to some groups. Well, no, not insensitive to some uh, groups. We don't know Just that. to Native Americans, uh, which they said. Uh, so here we go. We got her now, and she's a, she's a beauty. And uh, she's living, a beauty, Clark. Living high off the flag, hog now. Uh -huh. uh, is there a point? Can we almost treat this 
like we're in the middle of the third quarter of an NFL game. Can I? Can I? Go like this and say, "Hey, uh, challenge flag." Yeah. Uh, can I get a redo? Can we look at this under the That's hood? That's what I'm waiting. No, you're you're say, out of timeout. We're so we're under the two minute warning. You didn't get out of bounds in time. Ah, darn it! I was thinking we could say, you know what? Let's let's just go back to what we had. It was it was. Oh, right. you want to do intentional grounding? Yeah, that's what I'm looking Listen for. Listen to this. I, I, it makes me wonder if I'm if I'm not if I, if I'm losing it. Nuts. If I'm nuts. Well, these nuts. I ain't getting out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Among the many emotions I'm feeling, the strongest are a sense of honor, privilege, excitement, and gratitude. It's such a rare privilege to be able to contribute to our state's history and sauce. Sauce. What the hell is that? What? And sauce. In, uh, We're not it's saucy. An, it's an NPR piece. And sauce in such a special way like this. And I'm so proud to be able to say, I helped design the new Minnesota oh, state flag. This is our friend Precker said in an email read oh. aloud to the commission by Vice Chair Anita Gall. Precker said he hoped his design could help unify Minnesotans and make... More people feel included in the state's flag. Well, Precker didn't. Precker got shot out of the water, didn't he? We redesigned Precker's. Precker yesterday was the winning contestant, right? And then today, it's not Precker's flag. It's so, the only thing that's the same is the left side with the star yeah. and the blue. Other than that, his whole flag has changed. Yeah, Precker's flag is now missing the green, isn't it? We were alerted mm -hmm. uh, via social media by the Marine on Twitter to Mr. Precker's profile. And um, let's just put it this way. Okay. He ain't out of GL. He hasn't been he's attending a, university. Yeah, he's a euphoric, living what, high atop the euphoric mountain. One of my favorite photos of <laughs> let's, Mr. Let's Parker. not have anything against this young man. No, we no, don't. no. But, he's but, just yeah. one of thousands the, who the, submitted nothing. The tipping point, though, was the <laughs> photo that he had of a snowman he had built. Oh. I'm assuming he had built it. And the snowman is wearing a mask, and underneath it it says, let's get vaccinated. We can do this. Okay. So. Now, Make Dale, that, take that for there's some right. people that would be okay with that, though, sure. obviously. Yeah. Like John. Yeah. <laughs> wow! The Reverend, the Reverend Tim Christopher tweeted out, if Democrats want to correct their mistakes, what's wrong with that? And he posted a, now that the statues have been removed and the bases have been renamed, tell me how your life has improved. Take your time. I'll wait. Yeah. Well, now, Dale Kirsten did something interesting. He notes, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you! Hail you. In an effort to design a new state flag without any personal bias, I received the following description from ChatGPT. Uh, so he asked ChatGPT yeah. to design a new Minnesota state flag, and the answer is uncanny. Designing a state flag involves considering various elements that represents the state's history, culture, and identity. Here's a concept for a new Minnesota state flag. This is the response from artificial intelligence. Mm. Description. The flag is divided into three horizontal stripes of equal width. The top and bottom stripes are sky blue, representing the state's numerous lakes and the expanse of sky, because no other state has sky. Right. It's just the state has sky. The middle stripe is forest green, symbolizing Minnesota's rich forests and natural landscapes. Central element in the center of the flag is a white north star, positioned slightly closer to the hoist. I would say that means on the left side of the flag. Okay. 
The North Star is a prominent symbol representing Minnesota's nickname, the North Star State. It also serves as a reference to the state's geographical location in the northern part of the U.S. Surrounding the North Star are 19 small gold stars arranged in a circular pattern. These stars symbolize Minnesota being the 19th state to join the Union. Well, I like that. Okay. The arrangement of stars creates a sense of unity and community. I I don't know how it does that, but okay. Floral border. Around the edges of the flag, there is a border of pink and white lady slippers flowers, the state flower of Minnesota. The lady slipper flowers add a touch of color and represent the state's unique and beautiful flora. Okay, I like that. So, so far, the artificial intelligence one at least has some stars and some lady slippers. Mm -hmm. All right. Floral border. I did that already. Yeah. Motto. Beneath the North Star, there is a scroll with the state motto, L'Etoile du Nord, meaning the Star of the North. <laughs> did good. I say it all right? Oh, your French was not perfect, but you got I'll the give message. it to me. L'Etoile du Nord. Thank you. You don't say the D. In French. This motto reinforces the celestial theme in Minnesota's northern position. This design aims to capture the essence of Minnesota's natural beauty, its historical significance, and its identity as a northern state. Feel free to modify or adapt the design based on further considerations or preferences. Sounds pretty sweet, Dale said. Is it too late to change our mind? That's what Reavers was wondering. So that state gives it uh, at least 19 stars, some lady slippers, the North Star, and some green and blue fields. Ah. Right? Yep. We, we are left with a dark blue field, a light blue field, and a star. But um boom boom Wow. So you do not pronounce the D in L'Etoile du Nord? L'Etoile du Nord. Much like how my wife used to pronounce the state of Illinois. How, ah, does, uh, Illinois. how does Kamala pronounce the word bang? Oh, yeah, that's that, right. That's pretty Here, interesting. Kamala. Kamala, you say. That is what? Where did I say? Oh, it's right here. I thought there was a silent G in the, the word clock. bang is no longer just ticking, it is banging. Thank you. And we must King. make up banging. for lost time. You You're alien. Wrong. They said, turn the clock You're back. an alien, you Kamala. You're an alien. <laughs> you heard it wrong. They said, turn the yeah. clocks back. Right. Right. Speaking of Kamala. Banging. Speaking of Kamala. Yeah. I got a note from John who writes, on the 1215 podcast, that would have been last Friday. Yes, sir. You mentioned that a study was recently released about human breath being a cause of climate change. I see this story as saying the quiet part out loud. I always knew that the end goal of climate change was to justify removing people who the powers that be deem unworthy. It isn't hyperbole, insert rookie saying bleep that word, to see how this is used to justify eugenics or fertility limits, family limits, wars, genocide, etc. I believe there's already a clip of of our VP saying something close to the goal being limit the population. The media explained her gaffe is that she meant pollution, I don't buy it. Climate change is just a tool, but they are using it to get the useful idiots behind the agenda that is pure evil. Uh, that was a clip from, I believe we've played it on this show. It merits playing it again. This is from just this past July, the summer of 2023. Here is our vice president. And so we set an ambitious goal to cut our greenhouse gas emissions in half 
by 2030 and to reach net zero emissions by 2050. The investment we are announcing today will help us to achieve these goals and it will do so much more. Because think also about the impact on not only the local economy, not only on an investment in the entrepreneurs and innovators from and in the community, think about the impact on something like public health. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population. Thank you. And reduce population. <laughs> Bing. Bing. There'll be less of that. It's like China. With that reduced population. How is everybody today? Hey. Everybody okay? Ah, they're going to be okay. What made you do the Sid voice at the start of the show? Hello? Hello? Here's today's. Here's a guy. Yeah, what made you What made you think of that? Uh, the, the guy that asked chat GTP. Oh. Gotcha. GP, whatever the hell it is. Hello? Now, I, I will not go through them. We did it yesterday, but I, I'm really being taken to the woodshed by GLers who think you all, I don't know where John stood on this. Y'all? Uh, Y'all. The, uh, the GLers weighing in today believe I am incorrect and that there was some intentional focus to make that flag resemble the Somalian flag. Yep. I still don't think so. But many GLers think you guys are right, including a guy named Joe Geegan from Colorado Springs, Colorado. The staff is right, and you are wrong on this one. <laughs> the additional evidence that the flag was intentionally made to reflect the Somalian flag is the simple fact that all finalist flags contained the same colors and stripes. You've always remarked that the left's tremendous organizational and recruitment success. This is just another example of the left's, of the left's conformity of thought. Okay. That, I still don't see it, but I, What's I'm, great about I'm willing yesterday? to lose... What's great about yesterday's show is everything that we said or nothing we said matters. Just because it, it's <laughs> reset. Yeah, it's just yeah, it just doesn't matter because that's not the flag, and we're moving right along with our. That lives. would see, see. I think that would back Joe's argument, then, wouldn't it? Because obviously, you know, if there was some sort of conspiracy to make it look like a Somalia flag, why'd they change it now? You know who's backing Joe's argument is a representative, I believe he's a Republican, named Matt Dean, who tweeted. You know, and Matt, yeah. This reminds sure. me of your column on Sunday. Matt said, sometimes it's just better to admit that you picked the wrong way and start over. The process has revealed itself to be the wrong way. Nobody will trust the result because the committee was set up to fail. The changes are what happens when you pick a failed process. For once, just level with the people. The process was failed because the guidelines were too restrictive. Right. Yep. Again, I've never indicted the people who've tried to, to come up with a flag. They were handcuffed at the starting line. Setting up yes. the loss. They, the the yeah. loss was set up for them. You're right. They couldn't do a damn thing. Do you have Linda's email? I don't believe I do. <laughs> About this very topic, Th these are my favorite kind of emails. You is this our Linda? Uh, I don't. No, I don't think so. Do right. we have a Linda? Linda, hey Joe yeah. and gang, just wondering if you had a. This came in at seven thirty-six this morning. Hey Joe and gang, just wondering if you had a chance to compare our new state flag to the Somalia flag? Question mark. If not, you should. Pretty dang interesting. I love the podcast. I don't miss a day with you guys. 
Well, honey, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Linda. If you're doing this at seven thirty this morning, and you never miss, a and podcast. you didn't miss yesterday's <laughs> podcast, then you wouldn't have sent that email. Hello. <laughs> I would like to send a shout out to Linda. I know right. we don't do shout outs, but Linda, here's to you. Yeah, Joe, to answer your question, our Linda is Linda, uh, Linda Keller. Yes. Our tax person. Oh, your tax gal. Best yep. tax person. I, uh, I would hope so. Keller you, tax You only services. want to deal with the best. Oh. Because you know why she's the best? She hates the government more than we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a guy I know is having trouble with an amount of money he owes the government. Okay. But unlike dealing with the private sector, what we analyzed after a long talk was he has nobody to call and attempt to fashion a resolution. For example, uh, and not to pick on Target, but I'm just saying, let's say you owed Target uh, $25,000 on a maxed out credit card bill and you can't pay it. And Target's coming after you. There is the chance, very plausibly, that you could reach someone at Target who would be able to look up your problem yep. and see it Let's in, come to an agreement. in front of him or her, and then you could have a talk. And the guy who owes you oh, Target the money could say, look, I don't have it. I'm gonna, I can give you 50 cents on the dollar. And, and she might say, no. No, we Coming want our right. full dollar. And then you say, "Not can't happen right now. Uh, thank you. Perhaps we can chat again. You hang up. And you wait a few days and you call her and you say, it's me again. I still have this problem. I can give you 55 cents on the dollar. And she says, no. And let's say you finally get a third call and you say, Okay, I've done everything I can. I've, I'm selling, a, I sold a car. I did, I have, I can give you 60 cents on the dollar and she'll say, we'll accept that. Okay. Okay, and now you do the math and you give, you add that up and you send them a check for whatever. You can't do that with the government. Who do you talk to? For yeah. example, mm-hmm. the government... We, we've discovered in our dissatisfaction with the government, especially the state of Minnesota, is that no one takes responsibility for anything. There's nowhere the dollar stops. Nope. So let's say you got somebody on the line from the government. They're either going to know, they're either going to say, I don't know what you're talking about, or they're going to shuffle you off to the next person who will shuffle you off to somebody else. Yeah. Who do you talk to? Yeah. And those two people that just did the shuffling are, are not in contact with each other. There's no right. ch- chain of emails. You get to um, start all over. Uh, are, are we talking IRS or Minnesota Department of Revi- Revenue? No, we're talking a federal... Uh, IRS, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, no, be- you're talking... Uh, uh, well, I can say this much. You're talking about uh, uh, a student loan. Oh, okay. So it's not a tax income tax. No, it's a student okay. loan okay. problem. Okay, okay. Because I, I almost had an answer for you, but if it's a student loan, I'm out. I don't know. So that's probably administrated by some party that the government hires. Who do you? How would you possibly reach someone who would be willing to have that conversation with you? Look, I can't pay you a dollar f- for dollar. 
I know I owe this money, and I'm doing my best right. to try to get this back to you, but we have to work out something here. Or, you know, or or he's going to have to declare bankruptcy or whatever the end result is. But there's nobody to talk to. I've been racking my brain. Mm. How do you get to somebody? Maybe if you were Amy Klobuchar's sister, it, maybe if you were Amy Klobuchar's sister's kid. I don't even know if Amy has a sister. If you were Amy Klobuchar's sister's kid... Maybe you could call Amy, and Amy could say, let me get you somebody. And maybe Amy could find somebody you could talk to, but this fellow doesn't happen to know uh, Amy Klobuchar. Or if you were Hunter Biden. Or you were Hunter Biden. And and the person we're talking about, the mythical person that may or may not exist, is within the United States government? Well, the money, the money for the college loan came from the government. Isn't, aren't those the loans Biden's trying to forgive? But I think they're only being forgiven in certain cases. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. And are they threatening uh, garnishment of yes. wages and yes. taking the house? That's what's the in the future, yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Spend more are, money and hire a lawyer. I, I don't know what else no, to do. No, you go to the corner and you have your car repaired by your local gas station guy. And the bill comes back and it's $1,200. You say, Bert, I, I can't. I, I don't can have. I can't. Yeah. I can pay this right now, but you're going to have to give me some time. And then he and Bert, they dicker. They work they, out. They, they, nego- they yeah. figure it out. Ultimately, the gas station guy will get his money. And then you can do it in such a way that you're not bankrupt. You can't do that with the government. Our government supposed to be helping us, representing us. The guy's not denying he owes them the money. He's not playing that game. He's saying, you got to help me figure out how to do this because I don't have it in one lump sum. Or if you had a hole in your gas tank, you say, Bert, screw it. I'm just going to drive around. It's weird because you can actually do that with the IRS. The IRS will work with you more so than um, Minnesota Department yeah. of Revenue, but we're not talking the IRS we're not here. Talking we're, the talking IRS. we're talking this whatever other mythical arm of yeah, the, whatever yeah. arm of the federal government yeah, issues yeah. student loans. Wow, I, I, man, my heart goes out to the guy, the gal, whoever it is. Joe, it seems to me your knowledge of Minnesota geography might be limited to your ability to recite all of its counties. Not where some of your sponsors are actually located. On last Tuesday's podcast, a listener corrected you on EcoFund's Columbus location. Oh, boy. At the risk of being accused of piling on, I must correct you on your description of Grunhofer's Hugo location. You say that Grunhofer's is located on Highway 61 just north of Hugo. Driving northbound on Highway 61 as you depart Hugo... You enter Forest Lake. No. The area just south of Hugo's Grunhofer's location could be loosely considered downtown Hugo, whereby if you said just north of downtown Hugo, it could be an almost fact-based statement. Putting it in proper context, in terms you may better understand, as you depart Ramsey County's White Bear Lake, you enter Washington County's Hugo, then enter Washington County's Forest Lake. P.S. When you tell us that the next Grunhoffers will be located in White Bear Lake, will it? Or might it actually pop up and say Matamidi, Gem Lake, or White Bear Township? Please accept this in the spirit which was intended. Uh, he's talking about Grunhoffers' old-fashioned meats. It's just north of Hugo. 
on Highway 61. Did I ever say it was in Hugo? No, I'm looking right. I'm looking it's up north of Hugo, Hugo right on now. Highway 61. They have everything you need for your next holiday meal, which, according to my calendar, would be the double smoked skinless bone in ham for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Call them now. This is the world's best ham. Call and get your ham. Call the Hugo location, 651. Yeah, the Hugo location, okay? (laughs) What about Columbus? Call, uh, yeah, now I got Eco's not in Forest Lake, but now Grunhofer's is. No, it's just north of Hugo on Highway 61. Call Grunhofer's, 651-426-2800. Get your order in for that best Christmas ham you'll ever taste. And as long as you're there, get the rest. Get the brats and the steaks and the chops and the cheese and the slaws and the salads and the desserts mm-hmm. and the fish and the chicken and the you you get the stop. drill. It's a meat emporium. It's the best meat in the state, if not the country. People come from all over the country to get to Grunhofer's. And if you have a, an idea for a new brat flavor, uh, share your ideas on uh, Grunhofer's Facebook page or Instagram feed. They want a new brat flavor to celebrate the opening of the White Bear Lake store, which is coming up shortly. There's also Grunhofer's in Forest Lake on uh, 97, immediately east of 35. And I take umbrage at the idea that uh, White Bear Lake's in, uh, no, that's right, White Bear Lake is in Ramsey County, but only (laughs) half of it. Huh? Half the lake becomes Washington County. <laughs> the eastern half of White Bear Lake itself is Washington County. Right? 59, 60. Uh, it's Grunhoffers. <laughs> you can't give Grunhoffers enough time. Grunhoffers, old-fashioned meats. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times, and that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust, and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts, and he's here for you, so give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell him you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Are you ready, Joe? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Some. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show.
This music is crisp and clean, isn't it? Thank yep. you, Dylan. You know what else could be crisp and clean? Jesus. Your garbage. <laughs> Listen. Speaking of WKRP in the 70s. Right. Listen, Zero Res has got a great deal for all of you garage logicians. Zero Res started on Garage Logic decades ago, and they are a fantastic outfit to have clean your carpets and your air ducts. Now, they love GL, so they're giving a wonderful deal. I'll get that to in just a minute or two, but I want to give you some history. 4.9 rating on Google, 17,000 reviews, the Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee. What is that? That means they stand behind every cleaning. Now, don't do it yourself. Those other machines are not as powerful, do not clean as well as the Zero Res equipment does. Get in touch with Zero Res. Lay down the Rookie GL Special. That's three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at just $129. And the dirt and dander that's in your air ducts, get rid of that by taking $75 bucks off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. The telephone number, as promised, 9520-RES, Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com. Tell them you want the Rookie Garage Logic Special. Say that. Be sure to get it because it's a really good deal, and you are going to have clean carpets, and your air ducts will be dirt and dander free. Spell it forwards or backwards. It's spelled the same. Remember the name, Zero Res. Okay, remember the, uh, the case of the swimmer. In Canada, the 55-year-old male pretending he's a woman yeah, and swimming with the young girls. Uh, and we said that there's an example where there's no discussion here. It's no. Get the hell out of there. Right. Well, I have another one of those. Uh, a, a Democrat named Carl Frisch, the first openly LGBT member elected to the Fairfax County Virginia School Board. Uh, in fact, he'll become, well, he's the vice chair of the school board and will become the chair in, in a week or so, January 1st. Okay. He took his swearing-in ceremony on a stack of banned books, gender, queer, flamer, all boys aren't blue. Oh. Okay, my point is no. No, you don't get to take, no, that's, here's, no. Here's the Bible. No. Here's the Bible. Why, Sorry. What the hell, who allowed it? No. Go ahead and be uh, LGBT. Yep. But what do you do? Yeah. That's the state's third largest school district. And and much of the books he took his oath on were sexually explicit. And what what possibly can he be bringing to the school system except this agenda? Right. Okay, I thought you were there to learn. One trick pony. You're learning. You're supposed to learn stuff. You're not supposed to be concerned about uh, this stuff. And uh, uh, I can't, I, I don't know where to go with this, except you, you, you just say to the guy, look, uh, pal, you're on the school board. Uh, we're swearing you in. Uh, you know, get a state highway map or something. Do something. But don't, you're not swearing in on, on sexually explicit books. Map. You you have to think that the voters in that district who voted for him knew that that would be his agenda, right? And so this would be okay with them. This is evidently, this is what they wanted. I guess he got 65% of the vote. Well, then, where, are we in the realm of nihilism? Yeah. Nihilism is basically, well, we're seeing it with the state flag. Oh, nihilism is yeah, basically meaninglessness. 
Yeah, he doesn't. He's he doesn't care about anything. He's a nihilist dude. Yeah, nihilism is basically <laughs> uh, throwing your. I know it's a great it's a great bit in uh, uh, in what the movie Lebowski. Lebowski. Big Lebowski. A, but is that where we are now? Yeah. Are we just Hello? full of nihilists in public places that they don't they don't care? Well, I want my or. White House staffers to have some decency, like the young man that was trying to make a film for all of us to enjoy. It's either that, Joe, or they purposely vote for him to trigger conservatives. Oh, yeah. That's a good well, I, I, I honestly don't know. I, the the Fairfax just... County GOP, GOP is uh, alarmed. They've got their dander up. This was inappropriate. This shouldn't mm. have happened. Well, it did, though. What where are we here? What what is going on? I don't know. I can't tell you. I'm trying to figure it out. What all the all you're doing is telling me that this is your agenda for the kids. That there's nothing you would disapprove of. That you will do your best to indoctrinate these kids. Why are you picking on these kids? Why is there so much nihilism? Hmm. Uh, that's not right. Right. We got to get going on this. <laughs> this is BS. Take it out. Uh, can I ask a question? No. When does the full effect of parte, sidekick in a can, take effect before Christmas? Is it typically around the end of the week? I think it was yesterday. It was Monday, yeah, yeah. at about, uh, about 7.30 in the morning. Such, I, I can go even, I don't know, further or back it up, whichever I'm doing here. I can't get past this, the fact that you can be sworn in on anything other than yeah. a Bible, the Koran, or whatever your holy book is. What, what if you're an atheist? Which is a religion within itself. You're right, though. That's a good point, John. What if you are? Yeah. I, I don't know. Is is the point he's trying to make here, and I know we've turned it into LGBTQ, is it that, or is it banned books, or is it both together? Both. You know what I'm saying? Both. Well, both, he obviously, right? he didn't do it because he did it to trigger, right? That's that's the reason. Well, yes, that's what you would assume. And we're, we're biting on the hook is what we're doing. Yeah. But the whole notion of the banned book nonsense, there was a big stink over the weekend because Barnes & Noble had it a section. Well, it's it's not a banned no, book no. if it's there for sale. Barnes okay. Nobles always had that section. They didn't add it. Always. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah. I, for some reason, well, it, it, it arose over the weekend. I'm thinking, it's not banned. It's A question for Joe. If nobody had reacted and anybody that was shown this or, you know, maybe a reporter would ask a random person, they go, nah, big deal. Do you think that that practice would stop or would it continue? Not only that, he would have been defeated. He would have been disappointed. There's, there's no way in hell the guy didn't do this to get the theatrical attention he's gotten. Hmm. And that, so so if, if the world could learn to ignore nihilists, maybe the nihilism would deplete itself. Do you think that same theory would hold true with this 55-year-old weirdo that wants to swim with little girls? I don't know how, the, how, do, you, how do you expect the 8-year-old girl to put up with it and pretend it's, he's not there? You know, he, got, he has to go. He has to be physically removed from the pool. Get the hell out of here. I'm su well. Uh, the parents did. Um, they were outraged, and they did protect their kids. This is actually the second time of the week too. It happened in Pennsylvania. Also, I'm seeing yep. a woman and some of the same books and some other books. 
And the, I think and, what they're doing is they're taking their shot at Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, correct. Okay, but the books, as I understand, there's no books banned in Florida. What is in place in Florida is the ability of the school library resources officer to not stock certain books. They're still in print. They're not banned. Nobody's burned them. Right. They're just not going to be available to the young kids in this school. So their parents could still go find those books. They're not banned. But this has been distorted uh, by the Mysterians to say that the likes of DeSantis, for example, is an evil guy because he's banned books in the schools. No, he hasn't. He hasn't banned anything. Some schools might have these books. Some schools don't. It's up to the library, and it, which is a big reach because librarians are mysterious. <laughs> for the most part, they've been leading. They've been leading foot soldiers in this culture war for a long time. The problem is, just because it's a book doesn't mean it's so precious. Give me a break with mm -hmm. your book crap. You're are you trying to compare Thomas the writings of, like, say, Thomas Pynchon to How to Rebuild Your Schwinn. Who you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Or not? I think he's referring to a book I wrote. It was how to, I I, was how to repair a 10-speed bike. Uh, which I had well, no idea, by the way, how to repair Am one. I so, making a point or not? Yes. Just because it's a book doesn't mean we got to give it reverence and love. Well, plus, how about a book that actually would teach you something? Can we have some learning in these schools instead of indoctrination and proselytizing? Could we have... Speaking of that, let's go. It never ends. <laughs> Doesn't. Where is it? Keeps going if you find it. Let's turn Garage Logic's attention to the. I call it a suburb. I guess it's a distinct town, Elk River. Two Elk River school board members who were elected on a pro-parent platform say they've been censured for misconduct. Hmm. In other words, the 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 uh, sitting board members or the existing board members uh, didn't like the fact that uh, John Anderson and Mindy Freeberg uh, were elected to the board because they don't want this uh, stuff in school. Freeberg said they want it, Freeberg said they want us off the board, but they aren't going to get rid of me that easily. The misconduct was along the lines of. You know, being late, uh, failing to communicate with the super, all this made-up BS. They, they haven't performed any misconduct that I'm aware of. Uh, and so they're, they're under attack because they ran under the auspices of, of an activist group. See, you can, you can have an activist group if you're on the left. But if you have an activist group on the right, you're not allowed to oh, have it. That's a great point. You, yeah. you, you can't have it. Right. And so these parents were under the auspices of an activist group on the right that's trying to restore some sanity to the schools, quit indoctrinating kids, leave them alone, let's teach them how to read, write, and do arithmetic. And, and then these, these uh, school board members swearing their allegiance to the mystery, they're appalled that these two parents had the audacity to join the school board to introduce normalcy. Mm -hmm. They can't stand it. No. Because the right can't have activism. Only the left can have activism. Activism. 
Uh, and this goes on. If I asked questions during the board meeting, they said I was unprepared, Freeberg said. Mm-hmm. So they're they're shading these people. They're 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 rigging the game against these people and making their lives miserable, presumably to hope they leave the school board. So then the school board can get on with its nefarious activities. Mm-hmm. Both Anderson and Freeberg said they have been intimidated by the super. Uh Oh, well, the hell with them. It's just pathetic. That was from Alpha News. You won't read this, I suppose, in any other newspaper. The lawyer they have hired, the district lawyer there, uh, also did the same thing in Hastings. From the moment they got on the board as conservative members, they've had an antagonistic response from the board members, the super, and the staff in the school district. You can you can be an activist on the right on the left. You can you can you know raise the Hamas flag on the left in the mm-hmm. schools, but don't dare be an activist for uh, moral and ethical clarity. That doesn't fly. They're breaking policy two oh nine, Joe. Two oh nine. Two oh nine. Two oh nine. Call it. Two oh nine. Twenty six nineteen. And then and then. Then what? Well, I got to get this in before. No, I'll wait. You ain't I'll seen wait. It yet. I'll wait. Uh, take advantage of this great weather and get a hold of Precision Garage Door before the, you know, before the cold weather hits the fan. We're back to a beautiful day today. You could smell spring in the air. Uh, I'm a I'm a charter member of the Royal Order of the Twenty Firsters. Oh, coming up, and, and I can tell you that in four days, uh, my winter's over. So my garage door will be spick and span and go up and down and not make noises because of precision garage door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. They don't charge more for weekends. They keep you informed the entire process with text messaging. Or you just go out there and shoot the bull with them while they're working Let's on go. It. And if you need a new door. <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate that from you. Yeah, leave them alone. <laughs> What's that spring for? Well, I like to know that stuff. <laughs> uh, precision garage door of the Twin Cities. Write their phone number down. 612-263-6985. And if you know people looking for work, Precision Garage Door is hiring. Garage Door technicians, garage door installers. These people make some dough. Warehouse, warehouse inventory associates. Uh, they have great benefits, great pay, and people love working for them. It's a family-owned operation. As I said, they serve the metro in western Wisconsin, and they'll take care of all your garage door needs, including a new door. 612-263-6985 or precisiondoormn.com. Well, I know that. What else, though? That's it. Fighting the demagogues of diversity, it's Joe Suchere. Uh, you could say a lot of people. You could also say many people. We're referring to a crowd, a multitude, a swarm, a throng. Those people might not realize that most preventable engine problems start in the fuel system. It's a trickle-down thing. S rolls downhill. I don't know if you've been to the rural areas, but that's a, you know, that's a bumper sticker out here. S rolls downhill. Uh, the same holds true for your engine. Uh, it starts with the fuel. Seafoam cleans that harmful gunk 
I almost said S, and varnish <laughs> from the entire fuel system. That I don't know. That would be a great campaign to be a part of. <laughs> uh, what it does is it helps your engine run better. It starts faster. It lasts longer. It preserves ignition vapors. Look that up sometime. It's something I learned when I hooked up with uh, Seafoam. You need ignition vapors in your in your engine, and Seafoam helps to preserve those. It work and it works its magic in all kinds of engines. You got a one banger. Uh, you got a, do you have a V12? Holy cow! It'll work in your V12. Diesel, gas, doesn't matter. Seafoam is the ticket. The great thing about Seafoam, you're going to find this stuff anywhere. Uh, and the true believers always kept, keep an extra can on hand. I can talk. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It's Seafoam. Here is Mr. John Height. Uh, thank you there, uh, Leilani. Uh, in the news, by the way, this news brought to you by North American Banking Company. Uh, Minneapolis police are investigating the shooting death of a 43-year-old woman that happened inside an apartment Sunday night. Police say they responded to the 4200 block of Sherrod Avenue South around 820. The woman died despite responding officers giving her CPR. The uh, You know what? I'm reading yesterday's news, aren't I? What the hell? Hang on, guys. I don't know. Hey, you know, GLers have been very critical of that for years, though. Can I, as John... had two news is open, one from yesterday, one from today. As John finds his brain and straps it back in his head, I just want to mention one more thing about this Elk River story we just did. I want to leave the GLers with hope. There is a reason to have hope. This tactic that they're using in Elk River did not work for them in Hastings, and a majority of parent-backed candidates took over majority control of the school board. Hopefully, uh, that and, and these are the words of Bill Walsh, I'm paraphrasing from Alpha News, hopefully that same thing will happen in Elk River after the 2024 election, and Bill says revising policy 209 should be the first thing on the new board's agenda. So hopefully there is a ray of hope there. Wow. In the Here's news to the from red, white, and blue. Here's ray of hope. In the news from twelve nineteen. Now is this today's Tuesday. news? Yeah. This is today's We're news. Back. We're to back up by. to speed. Are you going to do requests? Can you do last <laughs> March's news? <laughs> I got to start. I see. I always keep the news in case we have to refer back, but I should probably. Yeah. Anyway, in what appears to be the final installment of a story we've followed from the beginning, that man who avoided additional prison time after a controversial plea deal in a deadly 2019 carjacking in Minneapolis has again avoided prison in connection to two cases of armed robbery. He is 20-year-old Hussein Braveheart. He was sentenced to 365 days at the Hennepin County Workhouse yesterday after his attorneys and prosecutors reached a plea deal for the two robberies, which happened just two days before the deadly carjacking that killed 39-year-old Stephen Markey. He also received five years of probation and a stayed four-and-a-half-year prison sentence that he'll only serve if he violates his probation terms. All of this comes just four days after a sudden reworked plea deal resulted in Braveheart getting sentenced to time already served four and a half years for Markey's death, a controversial agreement that upset Markey's family and was only accepted after the judge refused to accept a prior plea deal. However, the reworked plea deal left the judge's hands tied. What was Braveheart the initial was, plea deal then? Uh, wasn't it uh, 15 years, something along there? 14 years? It was a shorter sentence, I know, than called for. And, uh, yeah. 
Uh, Braveheart was 15 when the crimes were committed, and Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty's office has said Braveheart, quote, has made enormous strides and showed that the treatment he was receiving was working. Uh, we don't know that. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. Uh, we don't know but that. I read, so based upon her own uh, assessment. Re- assessment, thank you, he would have violated the probation, right, mm-hmm. with, the, with, with the carjacking. So none of this makes any sense whatsoever. She is. Uh, she is single-handedly. She's destroying the city. Well, uh, I didn't vote for it. I, I don't live in Hennepin County. And I don't have any sympathy for him, Minneapolis. Sorry, none. And, and when she consults somebody, that person she consults herself, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's no experts or involved somebody here. she hired. <laughs> right. Yeah. To yeah oh. to prop her up. Minneapolis police are investigating a potential drugging after multiple women went to the hospital after going to a dinky town bar. According to police, the victims told officers it happened at Blarney Bar and Grill on 14th Avenue Southeast near 4th Street near the U. Officers say at least one of the three women who they believe were drugged is under the age of 21. All three reported having similar symptoms, which officers say are consistent with drinking alcohol. The three women arrived at Hennepin County Medical Center between 12 a.m. and 4 a.m. Sunday. Police say the 18-year-old told officers she started feeling sick after drinking an alcoholic beverage someone gave her at the business. All three women reported having similar symptoms, and officers say the symptoms are consistent with what the other two have said. Officials haven't said if any of the women are students at the U of M, and police say they are continuing the investigation. I don't have enough to worry about. Now you got to worry about that. Well, well, wait a minute. It doesn't sound like roofies, does it? There's another, I forget what it's called, but as someone that has been in the industry, you're trained on this very thing. And I'm not but, I'm not saying Blarney's is to blame here by any means, but... Roofies just makes you... Sleepy. Um, yeah. Sleepy. Yeah, and it sounds like these gals weren't feeling right. Well, is it possible that they were just hammered? No, it, th- this was an intentional drugging. Hmm. Yeah. There have been more domestic violence-related deaths this year in Minnesota than the state has seen in a single year in the past decade, according to a statewide coalition that's been tracking that stat more than 30 years. Joe Shannon, the communications... No, no, stop, John. Kenny, we're we're not rooting for this. Uh, This is not a record we're trying to set. We're the champions, Joe. We're We're not. We're not. They are. Joe Shannon, the communications program manager for Violence Free Minnesota, said there have been 34 victims of intimate partner violence in Minnesota in 2023. As of yesterday, the list includes romantic partners, bystanders, and people who tried to intervene. It's the second most deaths the coalition has recorded since beginning to track the statistic back in 1989. John, you had a story yesterday, and it was on the news about the deputy that responded to a domestic in the middle of the night. Yeah. And he ended up uh, dead, did he not? Yes. Yeah. I don't know a about A copper going... came upon a guy I... stabbing a woman. He tased him. That didn't work. He, he, he shot him, and the guy later died. I think the copper was entirely justified, so the woman lived. I th- I... No, did the woman live? Yeah, she did. She's in critical condition. Yeah. I just, she was these domestics are the number one cause of cops being killed. It's every cop's biggest fear. And I don't domestic. know. Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose they have a small staff and they can't afford to send two or three officers, you know. Yeah. But you would think every every domestic approaching that alone as a police officer or a, a law enforcement officer, 
That's got to be frightening, man. I I would give me the chills. Yeah. Yeah. And and you've got to help. You can't just go, no, I'm not going in there alone. That's that's not the job, you know. And the worst, Kenny, is oftentimes in, in some of these smaller communities, they know who it is. Oh, you're right. That's so right. Yeah. Star Tribune reporting a 30-year-old man admitted Monday he dropped dumbbells, furniture, and other items from his ninth-floor balcony onto vehicles passing by his downtown apartment building, causing thousands of dollars in damage. He's like he didn't kill anybody. 30-year-old Michael Judy pleaded guilty in Hennepin County District Court yesterday to felony first-degree property damage for aiming the array of heavy objects at vehicles driving by the building in the 300 block of South Washington Avenue last January. Uh, Luckily, none of the items injured anyone, but multiple vehicles were damaged. The plea agreement between the defense and prosecution calls for three years of probation and for him to be sentenced under what is now called a stay of imposition. That means the conviction will be reduced to a misdemeanor sure. if he successfully complies with the terms of his sentence and probation. Keep all that in mind, what I just said when I get to the end of the story. All right. Okay? I'm, I'm keeping track of Mary's latest here. The incidents came as Judy was facing eviction for failing to pay more than eleven grand in rent. Uh, five calls were made to 911 from January 3rd to January 5th about dumbbell weights, among various other large objects, being dropped. On January 4th, shortly before midnight, an airport shuttle vehicle with seven passengers inside was hit on the roof by a three-pound dumbbell. City street surveillance camera zoomed in and captured someone on Judy's balcony about that time. One 911 caller reported nearly being hit by a table and a chair that were thrown from the ninth floor. The surveillance video recorded a man purported to be Judy dropping a wine bottle, a cordless drill, a coffee maker, a coffee pot, and a milk jug. Where's she getting all this stuff? He. He. From the apartment, Matt. Was uh, running out of stuff then. He'll be on probation, as I told you, right? Uh, Remember, and and he can't commit any crimes. Well, here's his criminal history. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, it pretty much covers his entire adult life. Includes pleading guilty in 2012 to drive-by shooting, property damage in connection with being one of three people accused of shooting BBs at dozens of car windows and a home in Rochester. He's been convicted numerous times for domestic assault, as well as for terroristic threats, theft, harassment, indecent exposure, and disorderly conduct. Does numerous mean one or two? More than one or two. Okay. Now, so, check this uh, out. You mean to yeah. tell me uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. that that apparently had no weight in the current decision? Apparently not. And he's only 30. So, There's I mean, time. he was out yeah. from all those, a bunch of convictions. He could he do was, a lot worse yet. Yeah, Third in out. Washington South. That's right across the street from the old Milwaukee Road Depot. Okay. What kind of income does he have to qualify to get into that building? Apparently, he well, doesn't because he, he was behind so, eleven grand. But 11 he got grand into behind, it. Yeah. I don't know how he got into it, Kenny. That isn't one of those uh, pr- properties where it's office adjusted. Or artist? No, it's, adjusted. It's called Latitude Forty Five. Oh, that's uh, a nice Chris. building. Yeah, it's on the corner of Third and Washington. Or was okay. Well, we don't know. I just drove by it when I went to the North Loop uh, Market in downtown Minneapolis and the Dayton's. <laughs> we heard. Um, oh, they yeah. got a pool there. <laughs> they got a pool? Got like yeah, a pool. they got a pool. <laughs> Why don't we take a break here and see what our friend the rookie has to tell us? Well, I will tell you this, Johnny Cake Ridge Road, into December, uh, days away from the old Christmas time. <laughs> and I ain't going to cancel Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
If you don't get mysoundstory.com, I'm going to come over and cancel your Christmas. Seriously, take care of that holiday shopping with a gift that your family's going to love. You know what my story is here. This is going to be a sit-down with grandma and grandpa or mom and dad, and they're going to tell their story. And it's going to be in a form where you can pass it down generation to generation to generation. It's a really good idea. You sit down for an hour-long conversation with you or one of your loved ones being interviewed by someone like me. It's a conversation that includes their experiences, school, a career, meeting that special someone. Whatever the case may be, they're going to spill their guts. Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah, That's why you got to do it before they forget. With Sound Story, you or your loved ones' voices and stories are saved by your family forever. So why don't you and your siblings go in on a very creative gift certificate for your parents. Get them a sound story at mysoundstory.com for a limited time. Enter the promo code FLASHLIGHT. 10% off that sound story gift certificate. Pretty good deal. Imagine being able to listen to a podcast form of your parents, your mom, your dad, whatever the case may be. You get it. Now it's possible with sound story. It's a gift you will never regret giving, but a gift that everyone in your family is going to really, really love. Matthew. Yes. Matthew. A lot of the stories my grandpa told me shouldn't have been told to me in the first place. <laughs> and, and it wouldn't be fun to have him on a... And definitely wouldn't be something that his grandchildren, you know, great-great-grandchildren... Oh, great, I think grandchildren. those would be the best. Well, maybe we can, you know, you can have a, a part B on the sound story and, you know, you got to be 18 to enter. <laughs> the redacted... Yes, that's up to your family. That's yes. up to your family yes, on that. I'm going to give my kids all the outtakes of my failed ads. Yes, that's yes. what you got to do. Yeah, like Papa that. Joe. You've got to... You've got to... St- <laughs> you, you have to be over 18 yeah. to listen no, to this. No, you can't hear this. <laughs> no, the, the grandpa says to me, are you still rolling? No, we're fine. So then he spills his guts and we save it anyway. Uh, go to yeah. mysoundstory.com, promo code flashlight, 10% off a gift certificate. Again, flashlight at mysoundstory.com. <laughs> Pour some sugar well, on It's me. time, it's isn't it, for time. your science it's time, yeah. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Before we return to the John Height Newsroom, sponsored by North American Banking Company, let me tell you a little bit more about my bank, which is North American Banking Company. I made the switch from my big national bank. And they get it. They realize there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you are just like me and being tired of just a number to your big national bank, then check out my friends at North American Banking Company. You see, they first opened back in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you. And while a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. They offer the same on online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. They are also locally owned and operated. And this is big because that means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. So check them out online today, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com to learn more. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Thank you, Chris. Not exactly a shock here. In other news, the 118th Congress is on track to be one of the most unproductive in (laughs) modern United States history. 
with just a couple dozen laws on the books at the close of 2023, according to data from data analytics firm Quorum. It's the product of not only, they say, a divided partisan control of Washington, but infighting within the House Republican majority. That included the three-week period this fall in which Congress was paralyzed because of Republicans' inability to find a replacement for ousted Speaker Kevin McCarthy. The big picture says just 20 bills have been passed by both chambers and signed into law this year with another four currently awaiting President Biden's signature. That's far below even historically unproductive years. And uh, while it continues something uh, that's been going on for several years now, five of the most, uh, five of the six most unproductive first years have been since the year 2011. Well, we're going to end and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. If you've seen this video, oh, we're going to build that train all the way across the Time ocean, out. Joe. Um, did you see his reaction and the Secret Service reaction to that yes. uh, the yes. crash? Yeah, they yeah. said they they rushed him into the car. No, first of no. all, he's walking like Frankenstein. <laughs> you know, he's all the way yeah. over, and yeah. it took yeah. them about five seconds to react and get him in the and car. And the two guys Matthew, kind of looked at each other. Should we do something? Hey, yeah. Matthew, yeah. we it, it seemed like they were giving uh, time to. Well, no, he's wait, over. I, he, well, yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, we can't say that. Right, Let's right, not say right, that. Right. But you know what I'm. Yes, you know exactly. what I'm thinking. Exactly. <laughs> what movie scene am I thinking of where the guy suddenly is facing about twelve? guns pointed at him. What am I thinking of? Uh, oh, what are you thinking of? It movies. happened in the... Um, it was in Philadelphia. Yep. And it was... Um, Oh, what was the name of the club? I can't remember the name of the club, but there was a young well, anyway, gentleman. Poor he guy was just that... a local thief. Yeah. And he was on the run, and he went under well, a table. Okay, okay. Flipped over, popped his head up, <laughs> and there was about 15 guns, and the gentleman inquired to the officers on hand, uh, is there a problem or an incident, officers? Is there a problem, officers? Yeah, problem, officers? Thank you. That's, I'm going to say yes. But the poor guy that ran into the motorcade, he was hammered. Right. He had yeah. no idea who these people were. No. And the poor guy guy has about 12 machine guns pointed and at him. And he's going to go to prison for I thought, a long time. I thought Only Biden Mary was, Morreality could intervene on that right. one. Yeah. I thought Biden was going to ask one of the Secret Service guys, hey, could you give me a boost up? I, I, what's going on over there? Uh, I can't see. Is that another ice cream <laughs> Let me get on your shoulders. As soon as he got in the car, you know what he said? Let me start off with two words. Yeah. Made in America. That's yes, right. sir. <laughs> If you've seen this video or pictures, it's pretty amazing. Thrill seekers last night defying danger warnings and venturing near the site of a huge volcano eruption in Iceland, despite bubbling lava and smoke being spewed into the sky. Astonishing pictures, including one of scores of cars queuing up to get close to the area, show people trying to witness all of this. It began around 2.4 miles from the town of Grindavik, just after 10 o'clock in the evening on Monday. It comes after a series of earthquakes forced thousands to be evacuated last month as the country declared a state of emergency and braced itself for the impending explosion. The footage last night captured Iceland's black night sky lit up in deep orange color as molten rock flew into the air in spectacular scenes which continued into the early hours of the morning. The eruption expected to continue decreasing in intensity, but that scientists have no idea how long it could last. However, despite the obvious dangers, the Ministry of the Environment was forced to issue repeated warnings to those who want to get close. Police said they had raised their alert level, and the country's civil defense warned the public not 
to approach the area while emergency personnel assess the situation. I think GL geologist Stacy has been to the site of that volcano. Mm. I believe you're correct. Now, what will that do to our climate? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. Um, do we have a big cloud floating around? You would think so. I'm looking for There's it. There's so many words it. you could have used instead of spewed to I know. released. I, know. Uh, I think John did that on purpose. No, no, John read it. It was it was John didn't write it. it. Was, he he it was, was reading it was something. I see. Yes. Hey, sometimes I write. Come on. Well, you don't write <laughs> spewing. New in. Well, I you like better not. For a reason. New insights into the medical mysteries behind dementia have been revealed this week with two studies identifying drivers of the brain-degenerating condition. One study released in the journal General Psychiatry shows that the shortening of little caps at the end of chromosomes may be linked to increased dementia risk. Mm. And the other one that uh, probably affects more of us, published in the journal JAMA, reveals that spending more time sedentary, such as sitting down, may also increase your risk. Hmm. Paper says that researchers found that people aged over 60 who spend more than 10 hours a day engaging in sedentary behaviors, such as sitting, are at a higher risk of dementia compared with those who are sedentary for less time. Hmm. That behavior, How about two behavior, hours a day doing a podcast? Behavior defined by the authors as any waking behavior characterized by a low energy expenditure while in a sitting or reclining posture. 13-year-old mm. boy who was arrested and accused of planning a mass shooting at an Ohio synagogue for punishment will have to write a book report on a Swiss diplomat who saved thousands of Jewish people during World War II. Does that sound like it's going to help? Nope. The teen who is not being did, named because of Barry his Moriarty age. Did Barry Moriarty take this case on too? <clears throat> teen who is not being named because of his age, charged with misdemeanor inducing panic and misdemeanor disorderly conduct after allegedly making a detailed plan to shoot members of Temple Israel in the city of Canton, Ohio. He allegedly shared the plan on Discord. That's an online chat platform that's been used by previous mass shooters. The Stark County Sheriff's Office learned of the plan in September, according to the Stark County Family Court. The teen pleaded true, which is the juvenile equivalent of guilty to all counts this past Friday. Stark County Family Court Judge Jim James gave the teen a year of probation, ordered that he read a book, and then write a report about Swiss diplomat Karl Lutz, who saved more than 62,000 Hungarian Jews during World War II. Mr. Reavers. Um. Go back a couple paragraphs. Did you just say yeah. online chat forum for school shooters? What? what? Well, no, it's, it's, the, it's called Discord. It's an online chat. It's used for a lot of stuff, but that's where previous mass shooters have gone to state their plan, shall we say. Wow. I wouldn't mind a little cottage in Switzerland. You know what they should do with them? They should nice. drop them off like it's someplace neutral like, people. Yep. Drop them off at like Dachau or Treblinka or something like that. Make mm. them live there for a year or so. Maybe they could learn a little something, and that and that might help. I, I don't think writing a book is going to do anything for this kid. No. Uh, we had a broadcasting death yesterday. Did you guys hear about this? I what, have what not. I, well, I don't know, was, John. Was it, you haven't said it yet. Was it oh, my one career? Of, one of my fa- <laughs> <laughs> right. one, one of my favorites, actually, uh, Jim Ladd. Really? Los Angeles radio He's staple. Be young. Went on to, well, no, we don't, well... <laughs> He was 75. Uh, I guess that's young, young, Joe. If I'm talking to you, that's young. I'm not 75. Well, Jim Ladd was a Los Angeles radio 
Staple, who went on to champion rock music on Sirius XM's Deep Tracks, which is where I found him about 10 years ago. By the way, why is Deep Tracks no longer on satellite radio? It is. They moved it. It's channel 308 now. Oh, 308. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he also was the inspiration for Tom Petty's song, The Last DJ. Lad died Sunday at the age of 75 of a heart attack in his Los Angeles home. Uh, fellow radio veteran Meg Griffin, who hosted Deep Tracks in Lad's Place, shared the news with listeners last night, remembering him as someone who lived for the music. He was a fixture of Los Angeles rock radio in the 70s, beginning his career at KNAC before moving to KLOS and KMET and joining Sirius XM in 2011. The inspiration for Petty's 2002 song, The Last DJ, from the album of the same name about a disc jockey who stands up to radio station management to play what he wants. Tributes poured in last night in, on social media from musicians who knew him and from listeners during his various jobs in I can't broadcasting. Pi- I can't picture him. Tall, lanky, yeah. and he had this kind of voice, and his favorite saying was, Lord have mercy. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking of yeah. somebody else. He was on every night until about six months You're ago. Thinking of Wolfman Jack. No, I'm aware track. of who that is. Yeah. He was on deep tracks uh, starting at uh, from four to eight every night. I think Wolfman Jack, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he get blasted out of a big blower that was in Mexico? The the to antenna with, that, yeah. that was in Mexico. Yeah. Oh, right, that big 100,000-watt yeah, flamethrower. a giant flamethrower. Yeah. Huh. Yep, yep, because yep. they didn't have to deal with the FCC right. regulations. Yeah. yeah. Wall Street Journal reporting more Americans than ever now own stocks. About 58% of U.S. households own stocks in 2022, according to the Federal Reserve Survey of Consumer Finances released this fall. That's up from 53% in 2019, marks the highest household stock ownership rate recorded in the survey. The the whole thing includes families holding individual shares directly and those owning stocks indirectly through funds, retirement accounts, or other managed accounts. How hard is it to jump on an international flight to the U.S. with no ticket? How hard is it? Yeah. Well, apparently it was easy for this guy. He uh, managed to do it last month after he passed through security at Copenhagen Airport in Denmark and flew on a Scandinavian Airlines flight to Los Angeles International, having only Russian and Israeli identification cards in his bag, no passport, and no ticket. Somebody was not paying attention, and there's going to be major fines and suspensions. It's right up your industry, isn't it? I haven't been briefed on this one, so I right. can't speak. <laughs> I think you have a meeting later today. Probably, you? possibly. No, right? efficiency was earlier today. Had the efficiency oh, meeting really, already, yeah. yeah. The man, Sergei Validomoranovich Igak Ochiogava, spoke to federal Swing and a miss. Spoke to federal law enforcement officers with the help of a Russian-speaking federal agent the day after his flight landed, and he was detained in Los Angeles on November 5th. But the interview only deepened the mystery. He told agents he had a Ph.D. in economics and marketing, had worked as an economist in Russia a long time ago. He said he had not slept in three days. He did not understand what was going on. He said he may have had a plane ticket at one point to the United States, but he wasn't sure according to the affidavit. Mr. Ochigaba also said he did not remember how he got on the plane mm. and would not would not explain how or when he got to Copenhagen or what he was doing there, according to the affidavit. He was indicted by a federal grand jury last month on charge of being a stowaway on an aircraft, a felony that carries a maximum sentence of five years in prison. He has pleaded not He's guilty. How a KGB a, spy, that's what he is. How He's was a, a wacky town like Los Angeles... So blessed 
to have Vin Scully all those years. Sonny, all it's funny how years. things work out sometimes, especially that club where it would be they'd be crazy. And and then and Chick Hearn too with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all those years. Gee yeah. whiz. You know, the night Sirhan Sirhan shot Robert F. Kennedy, you know, Scully was calling a game in Dodger Stadium. I remember the night the music died. Yeah, down by the river. We were singing. Bye bye. Miss American Bye. Thank you, John. And Candy Maldonado. Jeez. Okay. Thank you, John. Yeah, thanks. Well, he also did thing. something. He did football. He did, yeah. What? He did some football. Rolling. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Christmas time, people start to be charitable. Isn't it too bad that people don't do that all year around? Well, I know an outfit that does. That's very charitable, 365 days a year. And you know who I'm going to talk about, Minnesota Masonic Charities, one of the leading grant makers in the state, including primary support for the U of M's Masonic Children's Hospital and the University of Minnesota Masonic Cancer Center. Both great institutions leading the fight against cancer with research on the causes, prevention, treatments, and cures. And they're one of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation. That's something to brag about 365 days a year. Their research on the causes, prevention, detection, treatment of cancer, they've helped tens of thousands of people. Uh, I want you to learn more about them. You can at Minnesota Masonic Charities, mnmasoniccharities.org, mnmasoniccharities.org. They have a beautiful campus in Bloomington, and they have a wonderful story to tell. All the doors are open, no funny handshakes. They want you to get uh, to get the message of what we're telling right now. They are charitable all year round. So do yourself a favor this time. you got some downtime uh, during the Christmas break, mnmasoniccharities.org. The super of the St. Paul schools is Joe Gothard. Yeah. I don't know him. Do you? Uh, my wife has met him. Well, but like a true super, he's never seen in public. Right. You know, you never see him in right. a restaurant never. or anything. Never. Well, he's nominated for Super of the Year, National Superintendent of the Year. Okay. St. Paul schools have a budget shortfall of $150 million. The kids are failing their test scores. They can't read at grade level. Just 25% of district students scored proficient on the state's math test last spring compared to 45% statewide. Among low-income students, those figures were 14% in St. Paul and 23% for the state. Uh, Negotiations are underway with the union representing the teachers, they're negotiating a new contract as a pending $150 million budget shortfall looms in the upcoming school year. The finalists for the 2024 Super of the Year honor school system leaders throughout the country who are making a positive difference in the lives of the students they serve. Well, a kid got stabbed to death at Harding last year. Yep. Here's I've got I've got a a mole in the uh, school district. This is it's not what, my daughter. Tell me what a bad super would be. This is someone that works at the high school. So this is not my my this daughter. A, this is a trustworthy mole. Yes, it is. 
Uh, he, this gentleman is in the know. Uh, Wednesday, September 20th, two days of multiple bloody fights at Como spilled into the neighborhood and someone got shot two times. Then a group of 30 were fighting at Washington. They suspect it is all related. Thursday the 21st, Mayor Carter started a new program called Innovative Solutions to help with crowd control at high school events. They show up unannounced, smelling like weed, and cause more problems than they are worth. Um... Monday, November 6th, the school district has added 44 school safety liaisons to replace the seven SROs. The district wants to add 10 more. Teacher at, this was last Thursday, teacher at Washington got knocked unconscious, breaking up a fight. Como High has had a couple of days of turmoil involved that involves students and parents. How does Gothard look himself in the mirror? I don't know. National Super of the Year for what? He's up against how, Martha. How bad were the other? I want to see what's right, a bad super right, like. Right. How bad were the other nominees? You got. He's up against Martha Salazar Zamora from Tomble, Texas, Kimberly Rizzo Saunders from Peterborough, New Hampshire, and Fred Williams from Dublin, Georgia. Mm. Yeah, good luck to you. Yeah. Only because they come to us all the way. Now Tom Lyman is in Minneapolis for eighteen hours. Okay. He's going to attend a union Christmas party, which he has not attended since 2011, when he was still working. Remember, then they did the, like you guys. They did yeah. the they did the spreadsheet on the on the kitchen table and figured they had enough dough to travel the world. Okay. The traveling Lymans. On this day, are you talking about December nineteenth, brah? In in 1836, Maria Louise Sanford was born in Saybrook, Connecticut. An extraordinary and popular teacher, Sanford was appointed to the Department of Rhetoric at the U of M in 1880. After her retirement in 1909, she remained active, speaking on educational and patriotic topics. She died in 1922, I'm sorry, in 1920. A statue of her, sculpted by Evelyn Raymond, represents the state in the Statuary Hall in Washington, D.C. Now, she could have been a candidate for the flag, except we couldn't have people. Right. right. On this day, one, two, one, nine. in 1906, Kuchiching County was established. Ojibwe and Cree people had long used the word Kuchiching to refer to multiple bodies of water, including the one eventually called Rainy Lake by Europeans and Americans. Get me a nice houseboat on Rainy. Kanebek, Kandiohai, Kitson, and Kuchiching. Mm-hmm. Kuchiching are your K counties. On this day, uh, December 19th, in 1957, Governor Orville Freeman appointed L. Howard Bennett to a municipal judgeship in Minneapolis, making him the first African American judge appointed in Minnesota. Hmm. And on this day, uh, December 19th. In 1957, West St. Paul sociology teacher Glenn Holmquist, accused of slapping a, high, a student at a high school dance, was cleared of an assault charge by a municipal court. Holmquist's attorney said his client's action was justified as an attempt to maintain order and that there should be more discipline instead of the wishy-washy policy <laughs> parents are advocating today. Wow. That was, uh, do the math, how long ago? What year? 1957. 66, because that's when I was born. 66 years ago. Well, John cheated. People were already yeah. worried about the wishy-washy <laughs> discipline, but the guy got off. 
because the judicial system still had some rational behavior. Wouldn't you love behavior. to take those people and plant them right here today and wow. give them a look at what's going on? So and Glenn, teacher Glenn, he went Glenn, home and uh, yeah. punched his wife. No, Glenn's at the <laughs> dance and some kid's acting up. God. <laughs> a blackout drunk and beat his kids. Get out of here! Kick the dog. Bing Crosby style. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Today, the guy would have been, uh, well, it depends if Mary got a hold of him or not. I don't know. Thank you, UGLers. Um, Before Rookie closes us out, Brian Matura emailed on a topic we discussed earlier. Reeves, the last time Ricey filled in for Joe, I remember it clearly. About 20 years ago on AM 1500, he complained that the opening theme needed updating, and he also did an entire story about mocha latte, but pronounced it, Matcha Lada. I like matcha lada. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't drink coffee. He doesn't. He doesn't. Pat, Pat, you don't drink coffee. I don't doesn't drink coffee. That, coffee. that sounds like a, like a Santana song, doesn't it? Matcha Lada. Matcha Lada. He played that at Woodstock. But he was tripping. I have a tirade. I don't drink coffee, but if I did, I would drink matcha lada. Matcha lada. Machalada. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Oh, Machalada. <laughs> and you gotta have a. Oi. Oi. Hey, uh, Dundee Boss there, amigo. Uh, where are you going? Feliz Navidad. Hey, hey, hey. Feliz blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Folks, wow. it's a great Christmas present. I don't, it's not, is it too late? I don't know if it's too late. To for cancel what? Christmas? Not to cancel Christmas! Oh, no, give the an, gift to GL! Yes. Absolutely, it's still plenty of time. You can do that. You just give him a card and tell him you're going to do it. Garage Logic Town Council, garagelogic.com. That's Ten cheap. Bucks a That's month. cheap entertainment. That's yes. cheap entertainment. Yes! Yes! By the way, did we get the news? Did we, we have enough oil for day eight? The Festival of Lights. Yes, we do. Yes, we were nervous. For a while. You. It is that time once again that we pick up that phone. We make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and he is there for you for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation. And he's on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And boy, Josh, I saw this headline today and instantly thought of you, but apparently one of your favorite companies, Amazon, is in talks to acquire the rights to broadcasting with Diamond Sports. What do you make of that? Unfortunately, the stock went down, but Amazon trading at $153.50 after a very strong run yesterday, and it might have been on the back of of this news that hadn't yet been reported, might have also been on the fact that it looks like people are spending for the holiday season, but with the Christmas holiday next Monday, people better get their orders in today. They want to get deliveries by Saturday so that those gifts get put under the tree or in the stock before Sunday night or Monday morning, so help out Santa with that, but in lieu of that, when I saw this, this news that Amazon could cut a deal with Diamond Sports, 
networks, and Diamond Sports is in Chapter 11 right now, and Amazon is looking to expand their live sports programming, given that they've got a big success with Thursday night football with the NFL. They do cover several regional games in other sports. Having the regional sports networks at their disposal, that to me is going to be huge. And whether they do that streaming or work that out with linear broadcast, I think that's going to add some substantial revenues to Amazon's pocket. Not to mention, of course, it's going to help an awful lot of sports teams including the local baseball club that would be very special so i think that's going to be a big boost for local sports as well as a nice boost overall or another benefit for amazon shareholders and amazon prime members so i do believe that's something you're going to have to get with amazon prime and as amazon prime's membership increases that is a big plus overall for amazon now i do know that there are a lot of people who only subscribe to Amazon Prime during football season so they can get Thursday night package. But to me, once you use Amazon Prime, I think that's something you just pay the annual fee for and be happy. I think that fee is more than a bargain. And I've said this before, you know, if Amazon were to raise that fee for what I get on it, I'd be happy to pay the increased fee. Well worth it. And as many of you know, when I've talked about Amazon as a stock, I was extremely frustrated a year ago as Amazon stock last year, you know, was down 50%. I was very frustrated as a long-term shareholder. And I was frustrated in a sense that I saw retail still being pretty strong. But I do believe that last year, analysts misread, and this is what most of the analysts were focusing in on, not on their retail business or the growth of Prime. They were focusing in on the slowing growth of Amazon Web Service. And I've maintained that Amazon Web Service, which is the largest of the public clouds, the growth rate on that, of course, is going to slow. As it started to approach, last year it was $75 billion in revenues. Now, I believe they're running pretty close to $100 billion in revenues as an annual run rate for Amazon Web Service. Getting 25% growth rate on that is going to be exceedingly difficult. And that's going to apply with the other uh, big clouds like Azure and Google's cloud. Amazon's still the king with that. I think that that provides another key to Amazon's longer-term growth. But there is a point with Amazon Web Services or these other clouds, there is a point to how much you can you know, continue to charge. The next move in uh, Amazon Web Services, which is also true of Google and Microsoft Cloud, is the utilization of generative artificial intelligence. And I do believe that into 2024, that will continue to be a theme. So do pay attention. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugarcoated advice. Josh, once again, thank you. 
you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thank you very much, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.